0: Where to begin? Yes, I really am writing this in the year of 2078. While time travel is a reality here, it is not in the form that your early 21st century science fiction movies would have you believe. There are no humans getting into machines and traveling back in time. No, it's only information that we can send back. This isn't too outlandish, even for all you out there in 2017. If you look this information up on the internet, you'll see that scientists are already working on sending basic binary information through time. By 2078, this technology had already existed for almost 10 years, but it is known only by a few and is heavily controlled. It was in the initial experimental stages when everything went to hell, and I am among the few who can access it. How does it work? Well, there's no point even trying to get into all that. Explaining it here would be like one of you trying to type out how a smartphone works to someone living in the year 1800. While experimentation has certainly occurred with the technology, no attempt has ever been made to try and actually alter the past. No one has any possible idea of what problems that could create. But given the world I'm living in right now, I've eventually come to the decision that things couldn't possibly get any worse. 2071 is when things first begin to go poorly. But in order to help you all understand, I suppose I should give a basic outline of what that world looked like at the time people often have a romanticized version of the future. I'll point out that, up until 2071 anyways, things were far more straightforward than you would expect. I apologize to any international readers for this American-centric version of history, but it's where I'm from and it's the little that I know. In the time that I grew up, there was very little emphasis on the study of history. All right. I'm going to bullet point this. I had to research, but I see that a businessman named Donald Trump is your current president. He's not a big name in history, lasts just one term, and wasn't significant enough to be either liked or hated in the long run. There were media reforms in America in the early 2020s that led to a hard limit on profits for major news outlets, which in turn created far less polarizing clickbait media. This created a more educated and open-minded populace, which in turn led to many environmental reforms. The 2040s is the first decade in a century where global temperatures and the global population started dropping. The ice caps never melted, weather patterns were never altered. In regards to geopolitics, The United States was still the world's sole superpower in 2071. China was still close economically to America, but far behind militarily. Russia and its vast nuclear arsenal were still hanging around, as with Europe, albeit more fragmented. Brazil and Argentina are fully developed economic powerhouses. India and Pakistan feuded in the 2030s, which escalated into nuclear war. It almost led to a global catastrophe. But its end result was a Pakistan almost wiped off the face of the earth and an India in economic ruin. I think that's enough for now. I could go on about other changes, such as how augmented reality and beyond would alter the way you look at entertainment. That's not what this post is about. This post is a warning. If you want to know more about any of those other issues, you can ask questions in the comment section and I'll get to as many as I can. No one knew at first what was going wrong, but it was eventually disclosed that there were cases of VCJD or in terminology you'll be more familiar with, the human form of mad cow disease. This was caused from a late 2017 outbreak of the disease. Yes, you read the date right. In cows, which gets into pretty much every major beef provider. Being that the repercussions were so woefully misunderstood, a series of corporate cover-ups hid the truth from the general public. And before you knew it, approximately 30% of the beef in the world was contaminated far before recalls began. So that means that many of you out there were the ones who first contracted this disease, but it remained dormant in your bodies for over 50 years. Many of you will die during that 50 year incubation period, but you will have passed it on to your children and grandchildren. Nobody understood that this disease was lying dormant in our bodies for so long, being passed hereditarily. While there are a few sporadic and mild cases of the disease showing signs in humans in the decades that passed, it wasn't until 2071 that things took a turn. Mental illness cases were springing up by the millions. VCJD eats away at your brain, you see. The biggest effects were in the countries considered developed nations during the incubation period of late 2017 as they would have consumed the most beef. The streets started filling up with the mentally ill. People who had previously lived successful and productive lives were now aimlessly walking through the streets muttering incoherences. At the very beginning, there were facilities that could provide for the sufferers of the disease, but within just a few months' space had worn thin. Things hit a critical mass when the percentage of the infected hit around 15%. There was simply nowhere for these people to go. Families who had no experience in dealing with mental illness were forced to try and cope. But as more and more of their family started showing symptoms, that became impossible. When the percentage of the infected hit around 50%, society in general was starting to shut down by 80% America was pure bedlam. I should be clear in saying that this is not a zombie type story of the like that were popular on primetime television in 2017. The majority of infected were not in any way violent and most died within a few days of dehydration or starvation. They would sit in the streets sometimes mumbling incoherently appearing in a state of perplexity. Some still had the sense to casually pillage the abandoned grocery stores for sustenance, while others just sat motionless until the elements took hold of them. Either way, they wouldn't respond to you if provoked. They were in a borderline vegetative state. But there were the small few who reacted far differently. I remember walking through the neighborhood and I saw a man screaming at the top of his lungs in the middle of the street. When I walked by him, we looked directly at each other. I can't quite shake how I felt when I saw the pain, confusion and insanity in his eyes. He reached his hands and long fingernails up to his face and began ripping it apart. Blood dripped down what was left of his cheeks, as he licked the flesh and blood off his fingertips. He still screamed all the while. I was witnessing a man eat his own face. He was going in for round two when I looked away and hurried my pace. I saw another man who had somehow lost one of his arms, had he ripped it off himself. I was holding it with his other arm like a club, beating other infected with it as he walked by. When the man saw me, he screamed gibberish and limped after me for a while, holding his limb in his hand like a baseball bat. And the infected children, they were almost unbearable. Deep down inside, they knew something was terribly wrong and they still had the instincts to cry. They somehow found each other and huddled among one another, wailing together in madness. You have to understand that I wanted to help them, more than anything. But for a short time, there were thousands of them in the major city centers. I saw a partially infected man stumble toward a group of crying children near one of the major city bridges. He was yelling, Shut up! between outbreaks of hysterical laughter and screaming. He was picking up the crying children one at a time and throwing them off the bridge. He would laugh and slap at his head with both hands as he watched the children fall. Was there still a same part of him left that was trying to put these children out of their misery? Or was there no semblance of logic to such madness? There are so many more details that I'd like to include, but this is already getting rather lengthy. The long short story is that the American government, I can't really speak for what was happening in other nations, didn't just completely buckle and collapse. It started gathering survivors and moving them into a few key cities in an attempt to re-establish order. These people were largely the descendants of those who didn't eat beef in 2017, as well as a very small percentage of people who, for whatever reason, seemed immune to the disease. After a few years, it looked as though things might even fully recover. There were approximately 20 million survivors in the United States. There were hardly any infected still alive at the time. Things may maybe going to be okay. And then, the disease mutated further and became airborne. I was one of the few brought into an airtight bunker with a couple dozen other members of the American government. We may possibly be the last thirty or so sane people left in the world. I have no idea if the future can be altered. Nobody's ever known such things. Maybe the human race is destined to die out in the year 2078, and there is nothing that will ever be able to change that. But just in case there is a chance, I would suggest that you all avoid eating beef over the next year or so. This is not a pro-vegetarian rant disguised as a plea for help from the future. I'm not a vegan trying to preach a cruelty-free lifestyle. I'm not a Hindu trying to protect the sanctity of the cow. I'm a man sitting at the end of all history, trying to give the human race even the slightest chance for survival. Heed my warning, or don't. But I had to try. I had to, at the very least... Give it a try.